Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'd play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on Football Sunday. Mike and Rashad with you until 11 o'clock. It is Pro Bowl weekend. Super Bowl coming up next Sunday. Super Bowl. Rams and the Bengals. Sensei. Shout well, out to Cincinnati. Yeah, we'll get to a little bit of championship week from last weekend as we wrap up the show today. You know, it's been a week. Don't need to dive too far into it. But seeing the Bengals come back in that game was certainly a joy. So uh, I would like to I would like to talk about that a little bit later on this hour. But we must begin with the Blazers. And I'm going to get us back on the clock here because we've been running insanely long. But uh, here is what the Blazers did to kick off the trade season in reality because nothing had happened yet in the NBA as the trade deadline is coming up here on the 10th. The Blazers sent Robert Covington and Norman Powell to the Clippers for Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, that's a rookie, and a second-round pick in 2025. Now... Before you sit back down in your chair out of boredom, don't worry. It was a terribly lopsided trade that talent-wise looks absolutely horrible for the Blazers, as Neil O'Shea would say, in a vacuum. Don't know what this does moving forward. I have an assumption that they're going to use some of these pieces in other trades to try to do other things. I mean, a lot of the trade game is acquiring assets to then send them off to other teams to get other things that you want more. I cannot imagine that Eric Bledsoe plays a a, a game at all for the Blazers. Uh, maybe he does, but he seems like a perfect buyout candidate or another trade piece because his contract is not guaranteed after this year. I think he only gets paid like three mil next year, so that teams are going to want that. So you could trade him if if you want to in another deal. On the paper, this looks like a tank move, true and true, which in reality is probably a good thing. How many times have the Blazers been riding on that border of should they tank or should they not, and they just go full in and dive into making the eighth seed? It's happened basically every year, it feels like, for the last four, except for maybe the Western Conference final year. And this is a true signal of a tank. The team they are putting out there right now is really, really bad. Uh, you're getting some bright spots, seeing Ant Simons play and get better. Yusuf Nurkic has actually played pretty well the last month and a half or so. Don't know if they're going to trade him or not. He is in the last year of his deal. But right now, it looks like the team is tanking. And let me just say, hallelujah, because what the Blazers are in right now 
is a situation that the Warriors were in a couple of years ago where Steph Curry was hurt and playing through injury and half playing. Clay Thompson was out and everybody else on the team was hurt and they got a draft pick who turned out to be James Wiseman. Very, very high pick in the draft. They now have the second best record in the West. Steph's back healthy. Clay's back healthy. Draymond's playing well and they may be able to trade James Wiseman if they want or if not, they have a young center who can uh, continue to make noise as he grows into into his skill set. It gives them options, and all of a sudden, they're good again. The Blazers had a perfect chance with Dame's surgery to do it, and I applaud them for finally doing the right thing and saying this is a lost season. We do not need to make the playoffs and lose in the first round. Let's tank a little bit. Let's get a high draft pick. Let's get assets, and let's move on from here. And for that, I am thankful. Well, um, you call it tanking, and it is. Uh, I call it rebuilding. That's what the Blazers are doing right now is, you know, make no mistake about it. Um, they are 100% um, rebuilding right now. And I would love to compare the Blazers' situation to Golden State. The difference, the reason I can't do that is, well, we don't have a Clay Thompson. We don't have a Draymond Green. Um, we we don't have. We're probably knowing the Blazers' luck. They're not going to end up in that top three or four for the draft. So, chance to get into James Wiseman, pretty slim and none. Like, I mean, it, I, they it have said happen. that this year's draft, the top of it's pretty good. Yeah. So, if you can get into the lottery, I'd say you're still going to get a good player, which is better than not having a first well, round pick. You know, and and you know, I guess you'll see. But you just let go. Because their pick this year is lottery protected, by the way. So if it's outside the lottery, they're not getting their pick. It's not getting their pick. So um, I want to hold out hope that all the right things are being done. Because now you just got to hope things fall into place. Because there's four days left, so there should be more to do. There should be. There should be more to do, Joe Cronin. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm one of those people that, I mean, as we're talking about a rebuild, we're talking about a tank job or whatever. Where does your 32-year-old star fit into all that? And that's and that's my issue, you know, is that Golden State, not only did they get some pretty good draft picks over the past couple of years because they didn't let go of – mind you, we didn't have a draft pick. The Blazers didn't have a draft pick last year. So that part was out. They didn't even get anybody in the draft. They didn't get any young talent to develop. So the free agents that you got were Tony Snell and who, – who was the other one? You got Cody Zeller. To- oh, yeah, that's that's a that's the game changer, right? Ben McLemore. But then you look on the other end, hey, and Golden State, Golden State, you know, Otto Porter Jr. is still a viable player, you know, especially in Golden State's roster. You brought back Andre Iguodala, you know, you bought back Kent, ba- you bought in Kent Bazemore. And you're not expecting him to be much, but okay. then, but then, in him not being much, like he's just going to give you this whatever he can give you because you don't really need. Remember, the Blazers had Kent Bazemore as well, so they did. But for whatever reason, he's playing so much better in Golden State than he was in Portland, you know, for, for whatever reason. I don't know why that is. Maybe he's getting more open shots. But either way, he's playing yeah. better in Golden State than I, he's playing in Portland. He was playing in Portland. I don't want to say this is an exact, like, replica of that. But that's that, it's that, just the what the Warriors had happen that year was so extreme. Two years. Two years. Was so extreme from title winning to, oh, my God, everybody's hurt and we suck, that they were able to – get a really good young player to then go back with guys as they got healthy. 
the Bla- you're right. The Blazers don't have a Clay Thompson returning from injury. They don't have a Draymond Green. But what they do have is a chance to build a better roster around Dame and add a top seven pick. And that is the thing that gives me some hope that you have new eyes on it. You have a new mindset on it. And maybe you can make some trades that actually build the team in a way that isn't awful. There are still worries about that, of course. There are still worries about the fact that Joe Cronin apparently told Nurk that he wants to build it around CJ Nurk and Dame. Don't know if he was just telling him that so that he was happy or not, because I don't think you can build it around any of those guys anymore outside of Lillard. But um, we still have four days of the deadline. We'll see. There's a ton of rumors out about CJ being traded to the Pelicans. They're, they really want CJ. Um, if that gets you out from under that contract and gets you some decent players in return from the Pelicans, it gives you more things to do, more ways to move. And then remember, not everything's going to be done this trade deadline. There's still an offseason to go. But still, you would like to see a couple more things happen. You you would, and I'll, I'll be real. Um, I, <laughs> and this gets me in a lot of trouble with a lot of people. I think the Dame experience, this experiment here in Portland is over. I think it should be over. I think if you're really looking to build, to rebuild, I think you start with Damian Lillard and be able to get yourself some assets at this point. He's going to be 32 in July. Um, and now we're seeing that Dame is starting to miss significant time with little injuries that he used to play through. Well, this one in particular is playing one, through been, every he's, year. He's been playing through this for a, for a long time. For four so, years, you said. So, so, so we'll see kind of how... How if he things, comes back fresh, you know, you know. If he comes back fresh, but still, we've seen Dame miss extended games with an ankle, you know, miss extended games, you know, with with some knee stuff and everything. So it's like it's not, mind you, they're not like career threatening injuries, but they're stuff that's going to keep you out a little bit longer than it would at 32 than it used to when you were 22. And now the Dame is at this point. It's like I just honestly, I, I keep equating it to the Lamarcus Aldridge situations. Like, man, you had you had a point to where. He's clearly your best player in the markets, but you see this guy, Dame, is coming. We're looking at Simon's now going, yeah, this is, this is, you know, you're, you're, you're younger, you're more explosive, you, you play maybe a little bit better defense. Again, I'm not saying that he's better than Damian Lillard right now. No, because Dame is still, man, a, a top 12, you know, NBA talent, you know, in this league. However, how much longer can you expect to build around the same guy? And it's been 10 years. Like, at this point, like, it's not like it, you haven't, you know, tried to do everything to, to get in there. And one year you got close. You got close going to the conference finals. You know, you didn't get a game, but you got close. So at this point, I me, this is me personally. I'm not saying this is what the Blazers should do. I'm saying in me, in my eyes, I think it's time to move on. I disagree wholeheartedly, but I understand where you're coming from. Um, if Dame wants to stay a Blazer, he stays a Blazer. I think it's just that simple. I also don't know if I see the same from Simons that that you're talking about. He's played great. He has a lot of potential. I don't know if he's at that level. So rebuilding around him by himself, it's a little bit dangerous in my mind, although it does sound like some of this, and we're going to get to the financial stuff next segment and the sale of the team potentially being part of this as well, which has been rumored quite a bit uh, next segment, but they're cleared some money to bring back Simons is what they did, right? They got rid of Norm Powell's contract because they wanted to have that money to sign Simons because he's a free agent this year, restricted free agent, but a free agent nonetheless. And they wanted to do that. So that is part of it as well. Let's get to the financial side of it as well as does this start to signal more thoughts that Jody Allen will sell the team? This is football Sunday on sports Sunday today, sort of half on the fan. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back into the show. We are discussing the Blazers trade that sent away Robert Covington and Norm Powell for a ham sandwich. I'll say, let me say this. Second round let me say this where we go. Man, Norm Powell, thank you. You were better than we could have ever thought you would be, you know, coming from Toronto, playing, you know, kind of a little bit. I mean, he started in Toronto, and he have had some good minutes, but you're in the East, and you're like, okay, well, you know, but Norm came and showed that he could be potentially uh, one of the better scorers, you know, at his position in the league. So shout out to Norm Powell. Thank you, Sleeves, for everything for the past year and a half, whatever it was. Okay, sure. Yeah. You didn't I, like Norm? You didn't think Norm Powell did a good job here? I think Norm was the one of the bright spots of this season. Yeah. Uh, I also just don't think he fit based on how the team was built. Well, considering he's one of three, he was one of three six-foot-three guys yeah. playing. Yeah, so. It, it just didn't, it, he couldn't really do everything he was good at. I think the most sickening thing about it is that Gary Trent Jr. has been an unstoppable for the last, like, week and a half. I think he's got, like, four straight games of 30-plus points. That's, you know... Is he really, really hot? He'll probably cool off, probably. Well, remember, but it's just frustrating to see that and then trade away the guy that you got for him and kept for well, him. Do you remember in the bubble when Gary Trent had, like, those four games, like, oh, my God, give him a contract today, yeah, and, and then, then he, he cooled back down. To you know, bit, yeah. So it happens. I think the, the, the thing here is you gave up two first-round picks, Gary Trent Jr. and Trevor Ariza for Eric Bledsoe. Because that's how it goes in the end. Because you gave up two firsts for Covington and Ariza. You gave up Gary Trent Jr. for Norm. And for those two, you got a ham sandwich. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. So the real reason they did this deal outside of getting more assets to to send away is to get on the luxury tax, which is one thing that they knew they had to do, or at least that they wanted to do, before they got into all the repeater penalties for being over for multiple years in a row. We all knew that was coming. It had been rumored many times that whatever trades were done at the very least, they would do a small trade to get out from under the luxury tax line. But what I think is 
being created from this is a lot of worry and a lot of fear of Jody Allen selling the team and the team being moved. And I think that those are two very different things that are certainly not mutually exclusive. I don't think Jody Allen is a long-term owner of this team. She was never given the team with the idea that she would be a long-term owner of the team. I think Paul Allen entrusted her with it, but I think the idea was she would eventually sell the, the team because she doesn't care about sports in the same way that her brother cared about sports. Then when you talk about selling the team, there is always a fear here that whoever is going to get the team is going to take them and move them to Seattle, especially. I don't know if that's the case. I think there's a lot of fear and I understand where the fear comes from. And you should probably have be fearful of it just because you saw what happened to Seattle when they moved to Oklahoma city and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not sure the NBA wants to allow another ripping away of a franchise in a way that it happened like it did in Seattle. So if Jody Allen sells the team, that might be a good thing because what is Jody doing right now anyway? Basically nothing, right? I mean, so she's sitting on the team. She's making money off of it. I mean, what's the direction, right? There's no direction. It's just the Blazers are, are wandering aimlessly through the desert right now, it feels like. And... I think selling the team would be the right thing to do. The only way you're going to see significant change in the way the franchise is run is if you sell the team. I think that's very, very simple. With Jody Allen at the helm, I just don't know how much is going to fully change. Yes, you might be able to build a better roster. Yes, you might be able to be get yourself back into the playoffs and be a little bit more competitive. But is that enough to get them into a true championship window? I don't think so. I think you need someone to come in who has more money, who's willing to do more with the team that will change the identity of the team to get over that last hump. Of course, there's a massive risk with that as well. The grass is not always greener. You can get an owner who's even worse than Joni Allen is, and it may look all good because it's something new and fresh, and then it turns out to be worse. So, of course, there's always risk here. But I think what we know now is that Jody as an owner... Whoops. This is what you get when I you wait the until the last blah, blah, blah. Uh, This guy. Uh, Jody, as an owner, is not going to get the Blazers over the hump. So if this trade is any indication that they're getting under the luxury tax, they're keeping, you know, they're dotting their I's and they're crossing their T's and they're watching their P's and Q's, I can go all alphabet on you with their finances, would make me think that they're starting to gear up for the idea of how clean can we make these books so that a new owner can come in and not be scared away. And I think that's the extra part of this. That is a level that we're not seeing. It's a, it's a level of discussions that we're not going to hear about, but we have to know are going on. Yeah, they're, they're definitely happening. And I guess the, the big question is, you know, and in, in anything, in any business, you want to make sure you have people that know what they're doing um, running the business. And if you don't know what you're doing, you want to go find somebody that does. And right now we know for a fact it doesn't seem like Jody Allen knows what she's doing as an as a, as an NBA or NFL at least owner. just doesn't care. No, or, I mean or I don't want to say I don't want to say doesn't care. You know, I don't I don't want to know. I don't want to say that because we don't know if that's I don't know if that's fair or not because we don't know anything about Jody Allen. Hell, well, to be honest, we didn't know much about Paul. Well, what know? we well what we do know is that Paul Allen loved the Blazers, but just like he loved the Seahawks. Loved the Seahawks more, though. The Blazers well, yes. were his stepkid. Sure. But he loved the teams and wanted the teams to win, 
and he wasn't just making money off of them. I mean, there are owners in all sports across the world who just sit on the team and make a check and don't put any more money into the team. It's just passive income for them. Um, my, my soccer team in, in England finally sold their owner. One of the richest owners in the Premier League didn't put a dime into the team. He just took money. So my team is not very good, and I'm hopeful that that will change because they changed owners. I think that's similar uh, it, it, with the Blazers. I think Jody cares more than that. I'm saying I'm just saying that there are levels of owners that uh, the amount of care that you put into the franchise. I just don't think that she has the same passion, which means that she's not going to put the same amount of financial backing behind it. Yeah, I mean, and like again, I, I'm I'm not one to question someone's passion because I have no idea anything about this lady. I know she was a businesswoman prior to her coming to uh, taking over for Paul after he passed away, but. For the most part, I don't know anything about, you know, Jody Allen and her business ethics or practices or, you know, even how successful, you know, she may or may not have been. All I know is if you want something done, man, find the people that know how to do it. Um, she made an okay hire with Chauncey Billups and they made an okay hire with Chauncey Billups. It seems like they're trying to find, see if we're going in the right direction with the general manager. Uh, and there's a lot to be said about this trade, but again, you're talking about putting financials uh, on the table and you know given Norman Powell 90 million was is, was a lot of money you know especially for a team that's kind of finds himself financially strapped in a lot of ways and so that's just one of the ways you see things are kind of being worked out don't forget if you want to keep Damian Lillard he also wants two years 105 million have we yes. forgotten about that part no you know and so I think that's an important part to put back in there is that your superstar which is another reason I'm saying man move forward it wants two years, $105 million. $110 million, is it? Either way, sounds crazy, but I don't know if you should do that. So there's a lot of decisions to be made on the Blazers' end just as far as what we look like moving forward. And does new ownership potentially mean when the, you know, when the, the lease is with, with the Blazers is up, does that potentially mean a, a move to Seattle, does that mean a move, uh, moving the team somewhere else? And I think when people hear there selling, a, there is always a risk of that. And I think when people hear the term the selling the team, selling the franchise, the first thing you think of is relocation. Like we're going to be moved, and we're going to take the, the way they snatch Seattle, you know, uh, snatch the, the SuperSonics out of Seattle and put them in OKC. Is like, is that what we're looking at? And, and that's why I said earlier, just because they're selling the team doesn't mean the team is moving. No, but I think as a fan. That's the first thing that goes into your mind because you've heard it before. You've heard the fact that they might be selling, it might be well. I think also somewhere else, especially in this city. I mean, it's a it's a smaller size city compared to a lot of cities in the, in the league that has one professional sports team, two if you count the Timbers. That's it. So the thought is, oh, they're they look at us like Oakland, right? Oakland's losing all their team. Oakland's a way bigger city, by the way. Oakland's losing all their teams. So, you know, it's not a good sports market, so get rid of them. I think Blazer fans feel that way sometimes. I don't think that's the case. I think people understand the passion that the city has for the Blazers. And although, of course, there will always be a risk of relocation if the team is sold, I don't think that's a, a very high reality. Man, they riot if they take away the Blazers from Portland. Guaranteed. Well, we riot for everything anyway. No, that's this one isn't going to stop after a few days. They're going to riot and tear down the Moda Center. I promise. Mm, they should. I'm just saying. They if, should. That, if that were to ever happen, guaranteed there's looting and rioting happening all over the city. All right, let's break. Coming up next, I forgot this happened, and I, I was reminded. 
We have a new team in the NFL. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. I heard I heard about it. Let's uh let's command the next segment, okay? <laughs> let's command it. I like what you did there. Let's command it. But first, I have a sports update. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Not much left on the show today, but uh, did want to get this in. It was so neutral and boring of a name that I forgot it happened this week. But the Washington football team is no more. Hmm. I actually kind of grew to like Washington football team. I'm not going to lie. There was part of me that kind of liked the uniqueness of it in American sports to just have that be the name. You know, it's a very reminiscent of soccer, obviously. The, the FCs and the, you know, all the, the Uniteds and all that kind of stuff. It's the generic soccer name is blah, 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 football club. So Washington football team was maybe giving me an ode to that, which is why I liked it. But they have officially changed their name to the Commanders. Mm. Super tight. It is the most unoffensive, boring name they could have picked, which I think is the exact reason they picked it. There were so many options that I thought were good and better. You know, they had like red hogs. I thought that would have been pretty cool. Or red tails, uh, you know, based on the planes. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of names that kept the color red in it. Red wolves was another option. Like things that would have kept similar kind of... uh, color themes and, and team themes going and they went with commanders. Now I understand when you're in the DC area, you know, you've got the military aspect of it. So you, you want to pay homage to the military, which they do in the new name and commanders. And I, I will say, I kind of like some of the new logos. They had the one that has the years they've won championships under. It was pretty neat. 
but to me, it's just very like, oh, okay. I guess they're the commanders now. I'm not like, that's a bad name. I don't think it's a bad choice. I just think it was a very like, okay, safe Sound, choice. Sounds like an XFL team or you an AFL so? team. The commanders. The commanders versus the admirals. You know what I mean? Like, well, it reminds it you of like, like the yeah. old like New Jersey generals from yeah, the USFL. Yeah, you know, this, right? this is not, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what it feels like. Um, they weren't going to go red tails because that's paying homage to the Tuskegee Airmen. And, and who would do that in the NFL? Right, I mean, especially you know Dan Snyder. So yeah. he's that that was that was for sure out. Um, but I mean, it's a you know it's a name. I thought you Red know. Hogs would have been good. I thought like, was, been wasn't. Fine. I mean, like, like wasn't their thing? Like, don't some of their fans dress up like in pig outfits? Like, isn't that the thing? I, I guess yeah. you know I haven't been to very many um, uh, Washington football games. You know, however, um, I just. You know, I guess it's better to sell the jersey that says Commanders on it than just WFT football team. You know, like yeah, football. You know, I, I guess that's football. I guess that's better. You know, but it's just kind of one of those names. It's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, you're the Commanders now. Very neutral, right? Yeah, it's like there's nothing there's nothing special about it. There's there's nobody actually. I was just looking and uh, Sports Nation uh, had a poll up. And the poll was asking, you know, what people thought of the new name. And let me see. I think they said 2% of people gave it an A. Mm. Um, 12% gave it a B. 27% gave it a C. An overwhelming number for D's and F's. So, oh, I really? Said, yeah. so, so a lot of people didn't like no, it. No, like the name is the name is stupid, but it's a it's a name and it's not stupid though. It's not stupid. Let me take that back. It's, ve- it's very like, safe. It's it's incredibly and I think that's the thing. That's not there's nothing and if you think about it, like all the names in the NFL, they're all pretty, you know you know yeah. the Cardinals and the Falcons and right. the, you know the Patriots and they're this is you know the commanders. It's no it's, it's no different. This is what sports does. I think one thing that we have an issue with as fans is we think that there's a lot of lack of creativity in coming up with mascots and names, but yet when leagues add teams and give them crazy names, people wind up hating them anyway. Like the Bobcats. Yeah. Or (laughs) the devil rays. Like they changed that in like six years. It's the rays, but I mean like, you know, the, in in the the NHL, the Atlanta thrashers, like, Oh, it's so cool, so so uh, so harsh. The Thrashers, and then it's like okay. Yeah, then the then they moved to Winnipeg, and now they're the Jets. The dopest names are the WNBA. Yeah, you know, they've got decent the aces, names. The Lynx, the Sparks, the Liberty. Like those are okay. Those are pretty cool. But I, I guess my point with that is, when we've gone out of left field a little bit with names, people like it in the beginning because it's creative, and then they're like, I don't want my team to be the Thrashers. So. If they had gone something like the Red Hogs, oh, wow, cool name. In two years, are Washington fans like, why the hell are we the Red Hogs? Whereas if you're the commander, it's like, yeah, you know, like a commander fan, whatever. Right now, there's somebody with the big, you know, uh, you know, Chiefs headdress on right now that's really pretty pissed off that they're not uh, still the old name. You mm. know, it's like, what do you mean? What was insensitive about it? So, yeah, oh, I mean, there's always going to be there's always going to be somebody that's mad about it. Luckily, it's chant. not my team. Luckily, it's not my team. So, yeah, you know, they're still they're always. I've gotten used to just saying Washington. I well, didn't, you know, I stopped calling them the now, other name a while well, ago. Now they're the Commanders. I, I'm. I think it's going to be hard for me to not say Washington. Like <laughs> I still call it the Rose Garden. I have to catch myself by 
saying Moda, Moda Center. See, that's interesting because I talked about this with somebody this week, and it was how long does a new name need to take? And I and I use the Rose Garden Moda Center as an example. I think most people call it Moda now. Like, just from what I hear, people are like, yeah, I'm going to Moda. But I know that there's still people who still call it the Rose Garden. No. And how long has it been Moda Center for? Like, six years yeah, now? Yeah, but there's some things like, that are just ingrained in you. Like, I know a lot of people, older people, that still call Martin Luther King Boulevard Union Street. Right? It's just, it's one of those things. It was always Union, and then one day it just wasn't. You know, so Moda Center... It was always Rose Garden. It was always Rose Court. It was always that area. And then all of a sudden, one day, it just wasn't. So it was like, t- if tomorrow, if they start they start calling the Max the the train. Like, the what? Like, <laughs> the train. Yeah, cool. Like, the train. Yeah, it's the it's the Max. And it's always going to be, you know, the Max for a lot of us. So, but, so what, what's, the, what's the line of demarcation, though? Like, another example I brought up was the Sears Tower in Chicago is no longer the Sears Tower. For many years, has been the Willis Tower, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people still call it Sears Tower because that's what you know, and that's just a company. Like that's not like the Rose Garden was a cool, unique name for a place, you know. Whereas that was a company name that got ingrained. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to get to get used to it? It's gonna be. It's. it's I, it's I think gonna be a while. I think from what I, I can gather, it's probably like five years or so, where most people will start saying. The new name without thinking about it. No, and and I think L.A. is having this issue right now with the uh, what, Staples their, Center. What's their name now? The Crypto.com or something. Yeah, like the Crypto.com Arena. You know, and so there's still people that, you know, my uncle actually just went down there and he was like, uh, you know, I just had to go buy Staples. And I was like, is that what it's called? Still, he's like, man, it's Staples Center. And so it's like, it's just, and that's a company. Yeah, and that's like a basically defunct company, but yet you're like Staples Center. Yeah, it's the it's the Staples Center. It's like it's hard Does for Staples people even to, exist anymore. I don't know. When's the last time you've been to an Office Max? <laughs> you know it's been I mean? a long like, time. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know. Like, I think it just takes a while. I think, and some things just sound better. Crypto, cryptocurrency arena doesn't sound as cool. Staples Center sounds cool. Rose Garden sounds cool. You know what I mean? Just imagine they decide to rename it. It's not Madison Square Garden anymore. We're just going to call it uh, the Arena on uh, 125th. What street is it on? God, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, we're just going to call forty something. I we're going to call. Yeah, we're going to call it four forty uh, instead. I was like, what? It's no. It's Madison Square Garden. That's what I'm always going to call it when yeah. I come there. So, although I, I will say, in regards to the Blazers thing, Moto Center rolls off the tongue really easily. You're not like Crypto dot com Arena. You're like hey, Moto Center. Yeah. Done. Done. Rose Garden sounds better though. Well, yes. I'm just saying. Of I'm course. Just saying. So that's why I say it. That's City obvious. Roses. It's obvious. But I'm. At least it wasn't like a seven-letter company that took over the arena. No, yeah. Like I think there was one in Utah or in Arizona that was like Walking Stick Resorts Arena, and you're like, you have to save all of it at the same time. Smoothie King Arena. Yes, it's the name. Smoothie King. Tight. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, let's wrap the show up next. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, let's wrap up the show here. Football Sunday. If you missed any of it, we will be posting it on the Les Schwab Tires podcast on the Odyssey app and on 1080TheFan.com. Super Bowl's next Sunday. We'll talk all about it on the show next week. But uh, 
one of the best things from this playoffs to me has been the Bengals. And their comeback last week against the Chiefs was fantastic. Obviously, Kansas City shot themselves in the foot quite a bit, starting right before halftime by throwing that weird pass Tyree kill that killed the clock without scoring a touchdown. And then Mahomes threw a couple of interceptions in the second half and looked way, 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 way uncomfortable against the Bengals' defense, which basically was dropping everybody into coverage and rushing three. <laughs> and Mahomes couldn't do a damn thing about it. But it's really refreshing to have a team that I I can pull for in this situation in the playoffs. I feel like it's been a long time for me personally that I've gone into the Super Bowl with a team that I'm really wanting to win. I usually just want a good game. Right. You know, it's repetitive teams or repetitive players. You see the Patriots a lot, or if it's Tom Brady with the Bucks or whatever. I want the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. I think the Rams are a decent story. I know they didn't win the Super Bowl when they made it a couple of years ago. I like a lot of the players on their team, so it's not like I'm anti-Rams or anything. I think the Matt Stafford storyline is cool. Having to leave Detroit and be go to a franchise that has a chance to win and he immediately makes the Super Bowl. Um, I like that Beck, Odo Beckham's getting a second chance, or I guess a third chance, and has played quite well. But I have so much joy watching the Bengals. Joe Burrow's a blast. Jamar Chase is a blast. They've got really good weapons on offense. I like the way they run their offense. Young head coach, decent defense. Frankly, I like their look, the black and the orange. It helps that they look cool. And they picked their their black jerseys for the Super Bowl, by the way. I I, I have an attachment to this Bengals team, which normally as, as a Broncos fan, like I don't care. Like whoever's playing, just make it a good game. But I, I've grown attached to this group of players, and it's it's nice to go into the Super Bowl feeling that way. Um, I, I think you've got a team in the Bengals that's kind of caught captured everybody's heart in America. You know, like if you're a football fan, and because mind you, how many Bengals fans do you know? Zero. I know one. And that one fan cried when his team finally made the Super Bowl. He's t- t- 31. So in all of his years, he's never seen his team compete for a Super Bowl. And so literally cried, you know, tears of joy. And you can tell they were genuine because his team finally made it over that hump. And the first time in his whole life that he's rooted for this trash-ass team, they get to compete for a Super Bowl. So I think I'm with them. I want the Bengals to win. I'd love to be able to start talking about Joe Burrow and his ascension to the top of the ladder in the NFL. I think it'd be Well, great. even if they lose, I think we can begin to have that discussion of Joe Burrow being one of the many great young AFC quarterbacks. The AFC's loaded for years to come. NFC, hmm, not so much, but... Super Bowl's next week. We'll be back next week for the show, 9 to 11. We'll have all sorts of Super Bowl coverage for you before the game. Hopefully we get some good commercials, by the way, because normally the last few years they've been pretty bad. So we'll get to that next week. 9 to 11, we'll be here. If you missed any of the show, Les Schwab Tires Podcast is where you can find it. And then social media, at MikeLynch27 for me and Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Hopefully Joe feels better from COVID, and we'll get him back next week as well. And we'll see you then. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.